So I'm back. <laughs> and I'm so excited that we made it to episode two. I am just trying to, you know, make it through all of this because to be honest, guys, it's not easy. I don't know how content creators are holding down a full time job and content creating. It's exhausting. And I'm talking exhausting okay so i have to honestly give it up to those who are doing both because it's not easy it's really not easy it's not easy being able to come home from a nine to five and then work at five to nine literally and then it's the days that you want to rest but you're like i feel so unproductive because i could be doing something Ugh, it's giving martha if y'all know the story of mary martha it's definitely giving martha like i need to be busy doing something you know when jesus is like sometimes just be like Mary and sit on my feet and listen to what I have to say. Some of us need to be like that, you know? We discussed that story um, in Bible study. And it mentioned that we all need to kind of live in the Mary mood. We need to live in the Mary era. We need to be able to enjoy just listening and relaxation and appreciating Sabbath. And I remember we did teaching on Sabbath and I was like, no one's going to disturb me on my Sabbath. I'm serious about my Sabbath. No one's going to tell me about my Sabbath. Nothing. And then I ain't done Sabbath in months. <laughs> so I definitely think Sabbath is something that needs to be incorporated in everybody's lives. But the reality is this. When you want to do Sabbath, right? Because God rested on the seventh day. So we should have a day of rest, right? The thing with Sabbath is, is you have to genuinely be an organized person. Somebody who has a routine, somebody who has, you know, something set up that they do Monday this, Tuesday this, Wednesday this, Thursday this. Because if you're not productive, when the day for Sabbath comes, you're going to be stressed because you're thinking about, well, I didn't finish the assignment on this day. I still have a nine to five and I got stuff to do on this day. And I have, uh, for example, my life, I got a podcast to record, whatever it is. If you don't put down some uh, guidelines for yourself, some um, uh, borders, understanding like I'm not going to do this for longer than an hour. I'm not going to crew social media for longer than 20 minutes so that you can be productive because when there's a time to work there's a time to work but when there's a time to sabbath there's a time to sabbath but in order to have a productive and comfortable and a, a, a mindful peaceful sabbath we need to make sure we get what we need to get done first that that's what it is god created everything the heavens the earth the firmament the water the the, the creatures in the water all of that and then took rest. He was productive for all seven, six days and then took rest on the seventh. So we can't be lazy on day one, lazy on day two, overdrive on three, four, five, six, and go, man, day one and day two, I still have stuff left over from when I didn't do it. So I can't take a Sabbath because I was honestly just lazy and unproductive. It's not going to work. Sabbath is actually so important for the Christian faith and so important for you. Because that's the day that you honestly just have that intimate, real connection with God. That's the day where you have that real intimate, like, you know what? I'm going to take you on a date, Jesus. We're going to go. We're gonna, I'm going to read your word. I'm just going to listen for you. And, and you know, on one of my Sabbaths, when I was taking them, because, baby, I've been struggling on taking my Sabbath. But um, one of the days where I was taking my Sabbath, um, I generally just laid in my bed listen to worship music and then I went downstairs watch a tv show 
Came back upstairs, listened to some more worship music, laid in my bed, took a nap, woke up, prayed, and I could feel the presence of God. To the point that I was laying in my bed, I was like, mm, mm, thank you, Jesus. Like, thank you, God, for this peace. Thank you, God. And in those times, a lot of people are looking for, like, revelations. Like, oh, God is going to tell me on my Sabbath day how to get a million dollars. Or God is going to tell me on my Sabbath day that my husband's coming in seven years. Sometimes your revelation is just peace. Just the spirit of peace. People don't understand how fragile peace can be. But, like, when you receive peace and you're just living in your peace... Mm. nothing can take that from you and that's what sabbath gives to you sabbath gives to you sabbath gives to you peace it gives to you that understanding of like rest and resting in him there's so many songs that i'm like rest on us let him rest like the do on the uh, on the what is it called the do in the morning let it rest upon my heart like that's what that means his spirit literally is just upon you oh I now I've just inspired myself to have a Sabbath. I wasn't even talking to me. <laughs> now I've definitely I talk myself into having a Sabbath. Let's keep it real. So Okay. <laughs> Guys, hear that word, hear that Sabbath and take it when you need it, okay? That's not even what we're talking about today. Can you imagine? That's not what we're talking about today yet. I went off on a tangent about Sabbath because I have been tired this week. Like when I say tired, I mean tired. Now, a lot of that is procrastination and a lot of that is social media because I'll be up trying to fall asleep. And the first thing you do is you grab your phone and you're like, ooh, <laughs> for hours. And then I'm not going to my bed till like 1230, one o'clock. It's, it's insane. So I need to learn myself how to not procrastinate and how to properly take that time Mm-hmm. to receive <laughs> Sabbath and be able to organize and make sure I get everything on point to go ahead and, you know, rest up and do what's right for myself. Anyways, guys, a few things to share before we get into today's show. The first thing is, guys, I am officially in the Collective Markets Oshawa shop. That was the big news that I was excited to tell everybody. I am in the Collective Market uh Oshawa where you guys can go ahead and buy my products I have t-shirts uh this is one of my first sets of t-shirts so don't be talking about it that's not what they look like no more okay but I have some awesome designs and um I'll post them in this video as well um just right after the break you guys can take a look at some of my designs and I'll also post the link in the bio so you guys can go ahead and buy some of those designs one of my favorite was something that me and my sister and her friend came up with it was called she's given saved like she's just giving saved and that has been my favorite merch that we've had come out in a while we have other sayings like um, freeing him because we are freeing him. That's not cap. We are freeing him. We have other sayings. Um, why am I blanking? That's wild. Oh, on a mission for the kingdom. <laughs> I don't even know why I'm blanking. Anyways, on a mission for the kingdom. Um, we have um, free in him. Like there's so many different things um, on the website tote bags, sweaters, t-shirts. Guys, we're going to be coming out with um, jogging suits and biker uh, biker shorts, biker tops come the summertime. Everything is seasonal. But I want you guys to go ahead and go on the website and definitely order you some. 
mm, order you some or if you live in Oshawa go visit the store okay go and visit the store just a heads up guys these fits are oh mm, I'm just spitting just like like bleh, spitting all over the place but anyways don't forget guys these uh items they are women's size so go a size up when you order if you're a large get that extra large if you're a medium get that large if you're a small you should be good at small i'm not gonna cap <laughs> the small should be just fine for you but um yeah if you normally wear a certain size go ahead and go that size up okay just to be comfortable so that's one thing the other thing is the event in april guys i am still still trying to um, book a space and that's really what's holding it up as to why I haven't announced a date it's looking to be more so in May just because of the issue with booking space I want you guys to pray for me um, this event I know I know I can feel it I am confident that it's going to be an event that truly breaks the bondage of what sexual assault molestation and rape has done to um, many women and we need to come together and we need to support each other. And this is what this event, event is going to be about. Sharing stories, showing how we've healed, how we've moved on. And we're going to have counselors actually available at that time. So y'all, let's do it. Okay? Let's do it. Let's get this going. Because honestly, I think this event is going to be amazing. So pray for me as I'm on the hunt for spaces. Um, I found a few awesome spaces, but the cost, because I am funding this myself, and this event is going to be free. I don't want to charge people to come to this event. Um, I'm really, really trying to find a place that finds, fits the budget. So pray for me, and hopefully the next episode I'm coming and telling you, Come, now is the time to worship. Okay, that's the song, but honestly, just come so we can enjoy this event. It is coming in April, looking more so like the first week of May, depending on when we book a space. Um... But I really, really, really hope that you guys come out and I'd really love it and appreciate it. So those are the biggest announcements. Don't forget, support Ephraim Creations. Ephraim Creations is the person who is funding this podcast. Me, 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 me. Okay? Um, me. So link will be in the bio. Don't forget to go ahead and follow us on all social medias. She underscore currently. Okay? That's on Instagram. And I believe it's she underscore currently on TikTok. And if you'd like to send us an email for any prayers or anything you want us to talk about or touch on, shecurrentlyshow at gmail.com. And if you would like to be a guest on this show, shecurrently at gmail.com, go ahead and send us an email. This podcast is meant to truly open the eyes of, uh, the, women, uh, of the audience so that they can hear the testimonies of other women who've gone through similar circumstances and... Um, our, our, our main, main focus is you finding yourself in purpose. And if that means that you got to hear someone else do it so that you can do it, that's what this podcast is about. All right. We'll be right back after this intro. Buy the merch though. Buy the merch though. <laughs> so y'all today we're going to talk about, um, something that has been, Look at look at them, baby. <laughs> Something that has been um, kind of plaguing me in my Christian life and a lot of people who I know and almost has become a point of contention for me. And there's two sides to it because there is what I would call the radical side and then there's what I call the, let's call them low vibration side, okay? And what I'm talking about today is transforming but they hating because it's really what... I'm really struggling through in the season of my Christian life, right? So 
Um, before we start the show, what do we got to do? I hope y'all said pray because we don't do anything without it inviting the Holy Spirit, right? So let's pray. Heavenly Father, Alpha and Omega, beginning and the end, everything that has made me who I am today, God, I just give you thanks. And Lord, as we go into this podcast, I pray that it's edifying and clarifying to many, even myself. God, there's been many times that said that when you bring a word, don't let it speak to others, but let it speak to you first. And those who hear be affected for those who can be affected by the word. So I pray today that Lord, even as I speak, you speak to me and through me. Use me, Lord. In Jesus name. Amen. So transforming. When we think of transformation, I literally go right to the image of a butterfly, caterpillar to a butterfly, because that's one of the greatest transformations I think God has ever created. Obviously, outside of Jesus Christ himself and, you know, the Holy Spirit and all these kind of things, not that those are direct transformation ideals, but guys, I'm going to be hitting the mic. <laughs> it's it's so funny because real quick, when I was just recording in my room, now y'all can see me actually see why I hit the mic. These hands be moving. <laughs> So if you're watching on YouTube, you know, if you're hearing on Spotify, go look on YouTube why I'm always hitting the mic. It it just, it just happens, okay? It's just gonna happen. So just deal with it. Anyways, so when I think of transformation, I go right to the idea of caterpillar to butterfly. Because I think that is such a great analogy of what our relationship looks like once we give our lives to God. Because as a caterpillar, you know, everybody thinks you're ugly, you're gross, nobody wants to touch you. Okay, okay, I'm just thinking about a caterpillar. But like when I think of a caterpillar, I don't think of something beautiful. I think of something gross. It's so disgusting. I don't want it touching me. Why does it look like that? Why does it have 50 billion legs? Like how does that turn into a beautiful butterfly? It's weird. I don't get it. So we hate on the we hate on the caterpillar. But then when we get to the butterfly, we are so in awe of the butterfly we're like butterflies are so cute like wow they're the most beautiful things ever unless they're moths which those caterpillars aren't cute either but we really look at that transformation and i just give glory to god for that because how can something like a caterpillar turn into something so beautiful as a butterfly like it, it, it's insane to me, especially a beautiful monarch butterfly. I love a classic monarch butterfly. They just have such beautiful coordination of their wings, the orange gradient with the black outline and the white accents. And it's just so graceful and how it, on how it flies. It's just a beautiful thing. Even the white, I think they're moths though, but the white, the little white ones that we see in the summertime going from flower to flower, beautiful, but none of those things started that way. That's that's the crazy part. They didn't start that way. But there was a transformation process. And they go into what they call a cocoon. This is what I love. And we all know how that works. You know, they go in their cocoon. And that's when they shed the old skin and reveal to be a beautiful creation. Like, how can that alone not be a word? Like, the idea of a butterfly, I've always loved it. And, you know, some people, I'll never forget. I used to tell people how much I love butterflies. Someone's like, mm, girl, that's demonic. I was like, what? Like, how is a butterfly demonic? <laughs> I was so confused. But that's what they said. So I generally had to take a step back and be like, how are butterflies demonic? I, I'll never understand it. So 
I believe that alone. Anyways, the idea of transformation was so, is so beautiful because it still happens. And it's crazy because seeing butterflies now are such a rare thing. I, I remember me and my sister, we were walking. It was me and my sister, and my niece, and we walked to Walmart and we saw a butterfly. And I stopped and I just gazed at the beauty of a butterfly because it's beautiful. I don't know how people don't believe there's a God by seeing a transformation from a butterfly, sorry, from a caterpillar to a butterfly, from a baby to an adult, from a grain of sand to a baby. Like, I don't know how people can deny the existence of God because I don't know if evolution did that. Maybe I don't think so. So <laughs> that's just, that's just how I'm going to put it. But anyways, when it comes to transformation, I often struggle with a lot of the ideas of what transformation is. Because the thing is that when you start talking about transformation, everybody immediately goes to the scripture. You know, uh, you die to yourself and you, you become a new creation in Christ. And I agree with that. But people make it sound as if it's like an overnight situation. Like you immediately die in Christ and then you just wake up as a whole new person. And you're immediately going to feel that because that's literally, guys... That's what I honestly thought. I honestly thought that I was going to get baptized, get saved, come out of the water and be like, you still not that girl. I'm just <laughs> no, I'm joking. But like, I generally thought I was going to come out of the baptismal water and be like, wow, I'm a whole new creation. I'm new. I'm never going to sit again, which I put on a front and I did that. So let's talk about the first side of transformation, okay? The first side of transformation I call radical, the radical side of transformation. This is this is not really how it works, but how I've seen it, okay? So you get saved and immediately you go into like super righteous and super holy, right? Like, I will not curse. I'm not going to drink. I'm not going to do anything that's far from the Lord. I am righteous and I'm not going to do anything that would ever disrespect God. Oh, and then you just turn into this like self-righteous religious freak let's let's be honest right i was that person i got saved and i was meeting like i don't go to clubs how could you listen to that music oh my gosh how could people curse why are you guys still winding up to that song why are you guys still doing i can't even hang with her because honestly she she smokes she, that's how i was honestly i cut so many people out of my life once i got saved and people would ask me like oh you know you still coming to the club Ugh. Ugh. although i still don't go to the club because that's i don't agree with that teaches to own i don't think jesus was in the club either just saying <laughs> um but i was like a club that's for sinners i'm not a sinner like that like that's generally how i was acting and it got to the point that like people were like yo is everything good with janelle like <laughs> is she all there is everything okay with her because i just made such a radical change and then that radical change came with me being a uh 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 what do you what would you call it like i became a bible thumper like if you don't do what the word of the Lord says, you're a sinner and you're going to hell. Like, that's literally how I was. And that's the radical side of transformation. That's scary. And the reason why I call it radical is because there was no actual acknowledgement of a lot of the bad habits, the hurt, the pain, um, the, 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 the things that I was doing that God was just like, girl, the reason why you got saved is because you needed to watch the way I just immediately took upon this, this idea that I am going to be this righteous person and I'm going to prove everybody right. That God does change right away. And it's instant. Just like they said, Whew. did I get a reality check? Am I still getting that reality check? Ooh, yes, I am. Okay. Okay. Sorry for the sniffling of the nose. I've been dealing with serious sinus issues. Just bear with me, y'all. 
The other side of it is the low vibrations, or I'm going to say the lazy transformation, okay? The low vibration transformation is like, oh, I got baptized, I got saved, but you know, God forgives, God forgives, so I'm going to still do what I do, I'm going to still be out there sleeping around, smoking up, doing some drugs, listening to that music that takes me further from the Lord, going to the club and getting lit, you know, I'm still going to do all of that, but like, I'm saved now, and it's definitely okay for me to do what I was doing before because God gets me like he knows he knows that I love him like look God I got saved I got baptized there's nothing else that I need to do so we're good like God gets me we have our own relationship that's giving low vibrations it is like real low vibrations okay when you get saved you can't just immediately think well I got saved and baptized I can still do what I want to do because now I've made that effort to become a part of the kingdom no that's not how that works either. So there's two very dangerous sides, the radical side and the low vibration side, okay? Now, I want us to think about somebody like Paul because Paul is radical to me. He was the radical change, but in a good way. Paul literally, literally had an encounter with Jesus. Jesus, he on Damascus, on the road to Damascus, he had a full encounter with Jesus, Okay, not no little like, oh, you know, I think I feel him. I think I heard him like full blown encounter with Jesus. And from that point on, he went on to be a changed man. He was a murderer of the Jews and now had become a man who not only wrote some of the most powerful books in the New Testament, but even at the end of his life said he knew that he did what he was supposed to do and that he was going to receive his crown in glory. Can I get an amen? That was a radical change. Going from a murderer to a full-blown teacher? Come on. But see, the thing is, a lot of people forget about the steps in between that. Because even though Paul was once a murderer and then became a teacher and a preacher of the word, there he had his own hiccups. He had some bumps he had to go over. He had some things he had to work through. And that's really what we want to touch on today what the transformation looked like for paul coming from someone who was a jewish uh, uh jewish leader who who learned a lot of jewish culture he was ingrained with the old testament scriptures he knew his word and went out there and killed many who proclaimed the name of jesus to now becoming one of the greatest men who proclaimed the name of jesus who not only proclaimed the name of jesus but was the reason why a lot of us have order in our churches the reason why a lot of us understand what it truly means to 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 know the doctrine of salvation to understand what it truly means to have that personal connection that personal connection with christ paul the murderer did that so if Paul the murderer can turn around and become Paul the teacher and preacher and the man who wrote many of the greatest books in the New Testament, what does that mean for us? What does that mean for us? But more so, in the time of his transformation, we can't all think it was a bed of roses and it just happened and it was beautiful and it was perfect. We have to be real with ourselves. So, so, so let's touch on that a little bit. Okay, so in Acts 17, 1 to 9, we see a story about Paul. But before we get into the story, one of the hardest things for me um, when it comes to accepting your new life, right? Because you choose to walk with Christ. You choose to make that decision to, you know, fully become new, a new creation. 
So that means that you have now taken upon this mantle that you no longer do the things you used to do and you will no longer participate in the activities you used to participate in. You will no longer be the same person. And you almost get mixed up with like, you need to change who you are. Do you get what I'm saying? Okay, let, let me explain. Let me explain. Transformation in terms of your lifestyle, meaning let's say that you struggled with alcohol, right? Before I used to get drunk. I love to go to the clubs. I would finish a bottle of tequila. It'd be me, my cousin, her friends, my friends. And I would literally go to LCBO, spend my $20, $10, get me a bottle of Shao's Schnauz. How do, am I embarrassing myself? Anyways, a bottle of tequila and I would down that before we got to the club because I needed to be lit, drunk before I got in there because I knew that if I went in there sober, I wouldn't want to be there, okay? After becoming a Christian, I was drinking a little bit and I believe I got drunk once or twice, if I'm going to be honest, okay? And I was like, man, I don't think I can do this anymore, right? So that's getting rid of a habit. Now let's talk about who you are, right? So for example, I am naturally funny, I'm naturally dramatic, I'm expressive, I'm out there. And many times people are like, you got to get rid of that part of you. Like you got to relax now, you got to chill, you got to lay back, like you don't need to be so loud, you need to keep quiet. And it started to become a thing where I was like, okay, am I supposed to like completely shift, like get rid of all the things that make me me? Or am I supposed to transform into what God has called me to be, but he also made me like this, right? So there was always that contentious struggle of the who I am and who the habits made me, if you get what I'm saying. So that transformation and that struggle is still something that pulls at me, right? For example, let's talk about now. You know, I think I've come a very long way in terms of, um, you know, not being overtly rude or very point blankish, right? I have my days, right? But I also feel like people will say, like, you're doing too much. Like, why do you have to laugh the loudest? Why do you have to be the loudest person in the room? Which I do agree. There are times that certain situations call for me to be a little more demure, you know, in my soft girl era. But I also feel like when I'm around my family, when I'm around my friends, when I'm around people who I trust, I should be able to just be me and be funny and be extra and be like, <laughs> sorry, that might have been loud, but like whatever that is, I should be able to be me when I'm at church. I'm a minister, which, you know, that's awesome. I'm a minister. Yes, you conduct yourself in a certain way, but also is that correct too? Like when you become a minister, all of a sudden your role is just to Hello, just hi, how are you? Blessed is, blessed be the Lord. Yes, my sister, yes. Like, as that how I'm supposed to conduct myself? I don't know. I don't know. And that is where you get into some real funny business when it comes to transformation. Now, let's talk about the story of Paul. Paul, if many don't know, had a history of being um, Jewish. I believe he was a Roman citizen, but he also was raised in the Greek culture. So he had so many different things implanted in him um, as he as he as he you know grew in life. He went to one of the best schools, which aided in his ability to write awesome books for us, and so much more. So one thing I want us to really pay attention to is the Jewish background to Paul. So Paul naturally did Jewish things. 
lived the Jewish culture prior to his uh, encounter with Jesus. That means he went to synagogues, did the Torah reading, knew, you know, uh, the, 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 uh, the scrolls. He was so familiar with scripture, right? He did all the things that Jewish people did. Now in this particular story in Acts 17, one to nine, we see that Paul actually is preaching. And I, I don't know why it's escaping me where he was. He was teaching and he was sharing his experience. He went actually to a synagogue and was reading the scriptures, but reasoning with them on how Jesus actually is the Messiah, right? And because Paul now is coming to them transformed and coming to them with a new outlook on life and coming to them with new habits and new behaviors, the Jewish people were like, who this? Like, who this? Like, who this? Why is this man here trying to, you know, switch up? Because that's what we would say. Why is he trying to switch up? Why does he get to come in our synagogue and, and try to tell us that we're wrong? Who is this guy? And honestly, a lot of us are like that. When I started going to church, you know, and I first started, I was quiet in the back because I wasn't comfortable around anybody. I used to sit in the back, worship quietly and go home. Now that these are my family members and I love them so much, I'm comfortable. And I'm like, you guys get to see that bubbly side of me, that that side of me that loves you, that that is full of joy, that's comfortable with being vulnerable. But not everybody accepts it. So then the question then comes back in my mind again. Am I transforming who I am or transforming the bad habits that pull me further from Christ? All right. So let's continue. At this point, Paul is still there teaching the synagogues. Right. And. These Jewish men were upset. Again, who it is? Why are you here? Why are you talking about all these things that you, 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 you used to be one of us? Like, who do you think you are? Who do you think you are coming in our synagogue that you used to worship and talking about Jesus is the Messiah? Okay. Like, that, that's really the energy that they were coming out with Paul. But they, they didn't stop there, right? Because this is where I want to bring the relation to life. They didn't stop there. They were like, who is this guy? They now went to a group of other people and began to like gather people and other bad characters. Cause I believe the Bible points that out. They gather other characters to then come against Paul and they were successful in doing that. They were real successful in rallying a whole bunch of haters to come at Paul and be like, this guy's crazy. I don't know what he's on. I don't know what he's doing, but he's here saying a whole bunch of stuff. Mm, who's this guy? And they all gathered together. And decided to go after Paul. Now, I, I relate this to the lives of me and others. Not as crazy as that. Because I don't think I'm on the Paul level. But where you feel like you're in a fight for what you know to be true. You're in a fight for who you know you are. You're in a fight because you're now coming from the caterpillar to the, to the butterfly. But they want to say, but why is your cocoon so brown? Why does your cocoon look a little lopsided? But you're in that transformation. You're going from caterpillar to butterfly and in that in-between stage where you're still trying to figure out, okay, when can I be myself and when can I be demure? But when can I mesh these two together? How is it all going to work? You're in that phase. You're in your cocoon. And people are sitting there like, mm, why is she like that? Why is he like that? Why, why does she talk like that? Why does she think she's all good now? But here's even the crazier part of it. Because let's not forget, Paul was coming to give them the truth that Jesus is the Messiah. But they didn't want to accept it because they were so used to, to who they knew Paul was. You're a Jew. What are you talking about? 
What are you talking about? Why are you coming to us with this nonsense? You should be coming to us on a different level. You should be coming and reading the same scriptures that we're reading and agreeing with us. Don't reason and don't talk to us about the Messiah. Talk to us about the fact that this is what is said in the Old Testament. This is what Isaiah, Jeremiah, all of them said. Don't don't come to us on that Jesus stuff. Mm -mm. And that's a lot of like a lot like what our lives look like today. Don't come to me on that Jesus stuff. I don't know. You 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 may want to give your life to God, but don't bring that energy over here. You may want to be all new and everything, but don't bring that energy over here. You you're in your cocoon because not only do you get it from the people sometimes in your circle. From let's talk. Let let's be real. Let's be real. There's two sides you're gonna get it from. You're gonna get that transformation hate, your cocoon hate, on the the side where people are like, who does she think she is, giving her life to God. But then you're also going to get that cocoon phase from people who are supposed to be your brothers and sisters in Christ. Because in their mind, they have an idea of what holiness is. They have an idea of what righteousness is. They have an idea of what it should look like when you start to elevate and go to different levels. But you're sitting here thinking, hmm, I thought this was a process. I thought this was a journey. I thought that me and God had an understanding and a, and a level and a level that we were working at. Now, I'm not saying that this is an excuse for you guys to never change. Don't, mm -mm, don't put words in my mouth. What I'm saying is your cocoon may not look like everybody else's. You might not even be able to get to your cocoon as fast as everybody else does. But the point is that we know that you're working to it. We know that you're working to the cocoon. And we know that once you're in the cocoon, you're doing what you have to do to get there. And then when you come out to be that be beautiful butterfly, flying in purpose and living its best life, that that is what God ordained for you. Just like Paul. When Paul was preaching on the truth of Jesus Christ, he wasn't doing anything wrong. But to everybody else, he wasn't who he should be. How dare you come in our synagogue and tell us this? Know yourself, bro. A lot of people are going to see the transformation in you and not be happy about it. Misery loves company, guys. Let's not forget it. Misery, misery loves company. And that crabs in a bucket mentality, that when they see someone trying to get out, they, no, mm -mm, mm -mm, you got to be miserable and righteous with us. Okay? Let's be honest. Because that's what it looks like sometimes. It looks a lot like you have to be what we tell you to be because that's what we believe righteousness looks like. Let me be honest with you guys. Not that I haven't been. I like to say that, I guess. Let me be honest. Let me be honest. Whatever. But the truth is, there are so many people out there striving in Christendom, not because they're following the footsteps of others, but because they're being who God created them to be and operating in the realm of anointing, giving to them based on who they are. So when you're insecure about the things that God has given you, remember that there are people like Jackie Hill Perry. Oh, that girl makes me laugh. I love her. She is hilarious. But she goes and preaches in jeans and overalls. That's not righteous to a lot of people. If she came to some churches I know in that overall and them Crocs, people would be like, uh, 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 get off the stage and try again. But yet her words bring wisdom and power. Come on. Mike Todd, I, I, I mean, 
let's skip that one but because <laughs> it's real controversial but there's so many pastors and people coming up now who don't have the stereotypical righteous holy look who don't stereotypically act so demure in their soft girl era but one of the most powerful people brought into this world that god is using as a vessel other than, obviously i'm not excusing jesus and everybody else i'm talking about you know right now but it's not always going to look like what they want it to look like your transformation and your journey but as long as you are at the foot of the cross as long as you and jesus have that understanding <laughs> there's nothing as long as you and god are one there is no one and nothing that's going to stop that call and that anointing you know there was a word given by this beautiful woman called Erica Smith, uh, evangelist Erica Smith. And she talked about seeing seeds in people when they were younger and growing those seeds and being able to identify that purpose in that child and bringing them up in it. Well, that's what we need to get back to. That's the kind of energy we have to be on. That's where God works. When you identify where God is, is is in that person and you work with it and you pray over it and you fast over it. She talked about the fact that she never thought she'd be here, but people would tell her, no, no, that's not for you. That's not for you. But then she did it. Ooh. So it's not about what others see, but what God truly sees. And that means that you got to be in the word. You got to pray. You got to fast and you got to be Firm in what you believe God is calling you to. End of discussion. End of discussion. They can hate all they want. They can look at your cocoon and judge the cocoon. Oh, that cocoon's too brown. It's too big. Why is she in there? How is she taking so long? You know, it took her three months to get that cocoon, though. Who cares? And just like Paul, when the Jews were going out there and the people are going to build armies against you and people are going to talk about you and people are going to say, oh, well, she's doing this and she's doing that. Let them. But as long as you're at the foot of the cross and what God has called you to and what God is telling you to do is right and you know that is from God, do it. Do it as who God made you to be. Of course, we all have room for change. But at the end of the day, as long as God is in everything that you do, you will not lose. Transformation is not easy. Transformation is a process. But the beautiful thing is once you get out of your cocoon and you spread those wings and you fly and you live in purpose, there is nothing on God's green earth that will stop you. Let God be your guide. Let God be the one that brings you forth. Let God do it. Right? So I hope that encouraged you guys today. I am certainly excited uh, to see exactly where God is going to bring me because I'm still in my cocoon right now. I'm still trying to figure out how this all works. I'm still pushing and moving and getting past my fear. But I know that I know that I know God is working with me. And that's why I want to stay at his feet. And I pray that you guys are all too. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Don't forget to like, share, comment, and all of the above. Bye. If you guys have been blessed by this episode, please support by liking, sharing, commenting, following, all of the above. 
You guys can find us on YouTube, Spotify, and soon Apple Podcasts. And if you want to just keep in touch with me, because I love to hear from anybody listening, if this episode has blessed you, or if you feel like I was just completely out of pocket, please feel free to let me know. You can find me on Instagram at she underscore currently, on TikTok, she underscore currently, or if you want to go ahead and send us an email, it's at shecurrentlyshow at gmail.com. I hope to hear from each and every one of you. And please don't forget to go ahead and follow all those socials that you heard. And I'm also she currently on YouTube. It's really easy. She currently. That's it. Go ahead and follow. I love you all and I hope that you are blessed.